Recently we did some training into a particular um, council and as a result of the way that we delivered that training and the questions that we planted in the minds of those delegates who were learning, they were in a situation beyond that training where they recognised and dealt with a particular person as a result of that training and they knew that they approached it because of the knowledge they had gained from the training. And as a result of that, that person was a referral out of a situation of modern slavery. That's a, a great win for that individual who was not just trained, but also for the person who was uh, brought out of that situation of slavery and human trafficking. But also it helps us to be inspired to, to do more in that regard. That's, that's a story it speaks to us about how our training resonates so strongly to that. Hello and welcome to another instalment of Let's Talk About It. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, it's great to have you here. Let's Talk About It is our educational series where we sit down and talk with professionals about issues surrounding modern slavery and human trafficking. My name is Homs and it's a pleasure to be here. I'm sat with Alistair, who is our Hope for Justice training manager. And before we kind of get stuck into it, Alistair, I'd just love for you to explain a little bit about what your role is and, and, and what, what training manager actually means. Because I'm sure with many people who are listening, watching, um, wherever they are, they kind of might think of training manager as just somebody who um, equips and empowers internal staff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, kind of give us a bit of a download of, of your role. Sure. Um, so really what I do is probably more outward facing for the organisation. Okay. So that's where uh, my focus is in attention. So training managers being responsible for a team mm -hmm. within Great Britain, um, but also contributing into a wider team, which is our global learning, which addresses um, how we want to address the area of modern slavery and human trafficking at a global level. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm involved in that element, plus um, the nitty-gritty of making sure delivery of training happens and that we have training that we can offer and that we look for training as well. So I help and support the team to achieve that and we are uh, involved in the development side as well of our products. Um, so managing team, development, delivery and then the, the wider kind of consultation approach to global learning. Wow. So help me understand, um, and for obviously for those people who are tuning in today, um, help us understand who it is that you train. Like, is it is it just, you know, our staff? Uh, is it businesses? Is it individuals? So yeah, we I do train the staff in Hope for Justice, yeah. but on a a very specific way, uh, in the element of uh, their induction, uh, for them to become familiar with the topic because it might be brand new to them. Um, so it's at the induction stage that I'm doing the training element. So there, there is, there's that aspect. I do training in, the, in one respect for my own team as we develop new skills and I learn them first so I'm able to support them as they learn. Mm. But um, so yes, uh, in terms of the major chunk of my work, uh, it is to train 
statutory agencies. That could include police, law enforcement, it could include uh, local authorities, so that could be safeguarding, uh, education, uh, social workers. It could be the healthcare context as well. So training to the NHS within the UK setting. And then uh, we are also involved in drilling down the awareness into a community setting. So there could be charities that are dealing with uh, areas where people are needing support and nurturing and protecting uh, because uh, the vulnerabilities that they may be facing that are being supported by a charity, the, the charity may not fully appreciate that these people could be exposed to the threat of modern slavery and human trafficking. Mm. And that would just undo all their work because the very people that they are caring for are the very people that are going to be targeted by potential traffickers and perpetrators in this area of, uh, of that. So we, we want to make sure that it's prevented and that their good work continues. Gosh, it's quite a wide variety of professionals, individuals, and obviously internal staff at Hope for Justice. Yeah. How do you find it? How do you find dealing with such a, a, a wide variety of knowledge? So, you know, some people might come in with, you know, n next to no knowledge about yeah. human trafficking, modern slavery, but then some might be members of your own team. Like, yeah, absolutely. How so do you it, find it? Uh, well, first of all, I find it... Um, it's challenging, it's rewarding, it's very fulfilling. Um, it's part of the wider vision of Hope for Justice, uh, keeping the bigger picture that you want to make a difference. Mm -hmm. So I think that would be the same for many who work within Hope for Justice. Um, and we want to keep that vision strong. And our part in it is the prevention side. So that's where we come in. So the opportunity that we could prevent something happening that could, if not prevented, could last for years and devastate a person's life is immensely rewarding. Um, and yet, knowing that you prevent something, you, you don't know necessarily that you stop something, which is a bit, it, sometimes that makes it feel a bit difficult uh, yeah. because you don't know if you have stopped something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that is, that is also a challenge as well. Um, it's also great working with people um, and you come across all sorts, including the team, but also to the people that you're reaching out to to support. Mm. Um, it can be challenging in terms of getting our name out there, getting the opportunities heard. Um, that's a challenge. Um, and in this climate, it's a marketplace which is probably um, really uh, um, getting fuller and fuller by the moment. Um, but we feel we've got something unique to offer and quite distinct to Hope for Justice by the way that we shape our training. Amazing. And speaking of what you offer to to people and organizations and sure. also um, uh, civil servants. Uh, what, what does, without going too, too deep into the, sure. to the specifics, what does your training consist of? Like, Okay, well, we offer three products. Okay. Um, Modern Slavery Human Trafficking Awareness, mm -hmm. which is more than just information sharing. We're also uh, setting up people with skill. Yeah. So that's important. It takes a step further. It's not just... Um, it's not just hearing knowledge, it's understanding how to apply that knowledge. Mm. And that's a big distinction for that topic. There's lots of people teach on it. Mm. But the other two are more skill-based. One is called Disclosure Encounter. That's trauma-informed listening. Mm. So in other words, how do we ensure that we listen to a person's story and hear them mm. and appreciate what they've just disclosed to us? 
and what that all involves. That's actually quite an exciting product because we've actually filmed yeah. uh, an actual person sharing that uh, in, in, in a reconstruction and you were involved yeah, in that. Yes, so I was, I was about so, to say. So, it's great. Um, and that's, yeah, I've, I think it's quite innovative to the point that I'm not too sure anyone else has ever done that yeah. or still has. <laughs> um, so that's interesting. And then the other one is what we call trauma-informed case reporting, which is um, how do you record a story upholding the human rights of the individual to ensure that they have all the evidence put down that needs to be down before you take it a step further to the decision makers to reach that decision about what's what you've recorded. So that, those are the kind of three products that we do. Yeah. And uh, we have a certain standard within the UK, particularly where we've got to have key learning outcomes um, addressed. And because of what we provide, it's um, we provide well over three quarters of that. Mm. Um, uh, and that is a, a really rewarding element to be able to have that available. It is accredited, so we've made sure that when it comes across, it's clear, it's understandable, and it's of a certain standard, and we make sure people are evaluated and the, the learning is landing and it's taking on board, and people then can put that into practice. So that's the three, kind of three training products in general. Wow, and just from your experience and, and your time, you know, curating and delivering these training programs, what would you say is like, the most valuable aspect of delivering, you know, training about human trafficking and modern slavery, like in terms of what does it provide for our society, sure. for um, healthcare professionals, for civil servants, and for obviously um, businesses. Like, why is why is what you do important? Okay, so um, why it's important? Well, first of all, we mentioned already it's to do with prevention. Yeah. But um, the way I'll answer that is what does Hope for Justice training distinctly offer over and above what others might offer? Mm. Um, and others may have it, offer it too, but from what I know and the way that we put our training products together is that they're informed by the programme activity we have on the ground and it's experience sharing and not just information sharing. So, and also we have had uh, the survivor voice input into how we're doing this. So uh, that's why we, we do trauma-informed training because it really makes sure that uh, people are better equipped and understand how to receive, accept and appreciate what an another person's gone through and the situation they're in. That makes a vast difference for an individual who might be filled with fear I feel threatened and is unsure that the information they're going to share is going to land well. We need people in those statutory agencies and in those areas of community engagement to be able to be ready to receive that because that could be a very rare opportunity, but they need to be ready. That's amazing. It's amazing that even though you might not be necessarily in the front lines having direct contact with um, survivors or, or, or people who are still trapped in their um, uh, situation of exploitation and, and modern slavery, that you are able to give people who are in those positions the tools to be able to, to effectively help them yeah. get out of that situation. And so my next question, because, you know, we're, we're talking about a training 
product and, sure. and for you yeah. how, how how have you found have you found it easy or difficult to detach yourself or at least what you do from the people you help you know what i mean like yeah yeah so uh, in one sense my role kind of liaises be between different worlds mm. so you the people who are delivering on such agencies they have to make decisions they have to understand what uh, they're deciding to to purchase mm. or to uh, meet a particular training need. So of course it is a product. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course you need to um, uh, let people know about it. That's extensively promoting and marketing. Yeah. Um, so there's all that talk t so that people, it lands in a situation where people know how to handle it and make decisions. Mm. Otherwise, um, um, they can't demonstrate the impact that they want to make in the world that they live in, sure. caring for that. But on the other side of it, we um, are drawing from people in a consented way mm. for um, their really tragic and desperate situation to turn that into a learning opportunity mm. so that people are able to help them mm. better. So they're helping us to help them. And in that, um, I know that I, I need to understand the way I appreciate the topic. Mm. And trauma-informed is one way, but another element is to be empathetic. Mm. Um, I worked in the NHS for oh, uh, nearly 12 years, and that really taught me to be focused on the person-centered care. So uh, our organization's victim-centered, mm. and so therefore we have to empathize with that. So I've carried that. And that enables me and equips me to be able to relate and not lose that. Mm. So I ha still have the passion, the desire to enable people's lives to be made a dif difference. I'm sure you've heard many, many stories. Like you mentioned, like all of the training is um, survivor centric and, mm. you know, with the consent of um, people who've come out of their uh, situations of exploitation. Uh, can you can you give us any kind of story or, or, or moment where those those stories have impacted you personally. Yeah. This happens frequently. Yeah. Um, I, I do think it's important how you tell the story, and so how you tell a story can have an impact. Um, but there's certain stories that really have spoken to me and have remained with me. Um, uh, so one, for instance, is. Recently, we did some training into a particular um, council. And as a result of the way that we delivered that training and the questions that we planted in the minds of those delegates who were learning, they were in a situation beyond that training where they recognized and dealt with a particular person as a result of that training. And they knew that they approached it because of the knowledge they had gained from the training. And as a result of that, that person was a referral out of a situation of modern slavery. That's a, a great win for that individual who was not just trained, but also for the person who was uh, brought out of that situation of slavery and human trafficking. But also it helps us to be inspired to, to do more in that regard. That's, that's a story it speaks to us about how our training resonates so strongly to that. I suppose personally, 
Um, I do remember one story where it impacted me and that was on my journey uh, through the opportunity of, of Hope for Justice in the Extreme Challenge where I cycled from uh, Cambodia to Vietnam where I, um, we had the opportunity to, to visit what we call a lighthouse. It's almost like a, a residential um, therapy and vocational centre enables um, these young girls to um, begin to start a new life again. And these, when I say young girls, some of these are the ones that were there when we were visiting were somewhere about 12 years old. And amongst that group, some of them were actually pregnant as well as a result of, the, of their trafficking. Um, we, we didn't have direct contact with them, but we did. There was one situation where we just passed down the stairwell and we, we, we passed the room where they were located. And we were told not to encourage any kind of um, uh, contact but they seemed to want to have contact with us and they reached out and said hi or, or whatever language that they would use and um, it, it just dissolved me because um, these are the very people that in our charity that we are trying to reach and support and I have an immense pride of for my colleagues who are on the front line dealing with uh, the day-to-day -day contact because it's really challenging for them and um, um, I kind of unraveled after that but by unraveling I think it put me back together in a different way that makes me and reminds me of why I do what I do to make a difference and to uh, be in a world where you want to uh, be free from a world that's uh, got slavery in it. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing, Alistair. That, that's, it really does bring home the, the significant work that you do and how it affects not just the people that you train, but the survivors who would be the on the receiving end of that. So thank you so much. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you have any comments or questions about this topic or any of the others that we've covered in previous episodes, please let us know and we'd absolutely love to hear it. And another thing, if you are enjoying this series, uh, just let us know wherever you're watching, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even YouTube. We've got loads of episodes backlogged for you to check out. So uh, jump on there and you can see previous episodes. Uh, but for now, I'll see you next time. <laughs>